0: Well, creativity is self-expression, um, mm-hmm. but kind of going back, I think what happens is in our environment when we grow up, a lot of what we want to be doing gets squashed because the fear of putting our real selves out there. So then we actually push a lot of that stuff down. We, you know, all of our superpowers—essentially, creativity, self-expression, you know, confidence, assertiveness—that all gets pushed down. So I think what I like doing with my clients is really helping them kind of rediscover that and bring that out so that they could use that creativity um, in a bold new way.
1: We often hear people wishing us a long, happy and healthy life. But what if the length isn't what matters most? What if instead, it's the breadth, depth and purpose of each day that matters most? Welcome to the Live the Width of Your Life podcast. My name is Annette Ardellian-Kuzma and join me weekly as I interview guests who make changes in their own lives to live more fully With intention, gratitude, and joy, be prepared to be inspired by their stories of how they shifted their mindset, took courageous action, and designed the life that they always wanted to live. Today's guest is Steve Smith. He is a transformational life coach and Soma breathwork and meditation instructor. Previously, he worked in the sports and entertainment industry for 11 plus years, specializing in partnership marketing and sales. And over the last three years, Steve embarked on his own discovery of transformation, which brought him to become a certified professional coach through ICF, and he's already changed hundreds of lives through his coaching. His mission is around freedom, transformation, and helping people step more into their authentic self-expression in order to express themselves more boldly in this world. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. So happy to have you.
0: Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm super stoked.
1: Yeah, this is exciting. And I'm so excited because we met recently in um, through a networking event, right, through Lunch Club. And mm-hmm. I that we just had so many similarities in our story and also in our journey and the interest that we have. So um, I wanted to bring you on just to talk about through some of the things that we both are interested about and coaching and meditation and breath work and uh, and really just sort of invite uh, the audience into the experience that we had on our own transformation journey so for those that don't know you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today
0: yeah thanks so much it's a great question um i really see my life right now as like this epic transformational journey like i worked in pro sports and entertainment for 11 plus years Um, In in partnership marketing, my last job was really my dream job, you know, working at Madison Square Garden, where I worked across all their properties, Knicks, Rangers, sports properties, managing, you know, some of their most prestigious partnerships. And then I ran into a bit of a dead end. You know, I always Mm -hmm. thought success was, you know, get good grades in school, go to a good school, get hired by a top company, you know, keep moving up get married, have kids, that whole thing that we're taught, that we're supposed to do, right? And at the time, I missed out on promotion, uh, was caught in the party scene for you know 10 or so years of my life. And my life just kept getting worse and worse. And my uncle's always been a role model of mine. He's like, you got to check out this Tony Robbins guy. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean check out? He's like, yeah, I mean, I've been following him for 30 years. He's been transformational for me. And I said, well, I'm not really into the personal development stuff. And he's like, yeah, you just check him out. And then my life just kept getting worse and worse. And I ended up buying a ticket to one of his events. It was three and a half days and it was transformational. It was amazing. And I was in an arena with 18,000 people, um, you know, talking about personal development. And it was really the start of my awakening. Uh, the first day I redefined what success was to me, which was you know, getting better in all the different areas of life and chipping away at that And then after the event I got I was so inspired. I was so motivated that I hired a hired a coach and At that moment I was asking myself, you know deeper probing questions in life. Like what is my gift? What is my purpose here in life? Like I have a gift you have a gift. I want to tap into mine so Then something really interesting happened to me where I went to a yoga class with my wife and they handed out two cards at the end of this class. And I'm not really into yoga. My wife is a yoga instructor. (laughs) Uh, And the first card said, teach. You have an amazing gift to teach and help others. And the second card said, allow. And I got instantly emotional. I was like, holy crap, like this is a sign. So I went back to my coach and I said, that's it. I want to be a coach. What do I need to do? So I joined uh, Coachville, like one of the top coaching schools around to get you know, certified uh, to become a coach. And then the pandemic happened. And as I'm sure you know, the sports industry, the hospitality industry got absolutely crushed. And I was one of 1,500 people that got laid off. So instead of seeing it as you know, playing the victim, I saw it as an opportunity that I was set free instead of let go. And then I was like, all right, well, I always told my coach I want to work for Tony, you know, how do I get involved? And he's like, well, it's a really challenging process, you know, you have to go through training. So then that opportunity came around and I went through a two and a half month interview process uh, and training with Tony and got the job. I worked for Tony for a little bit over a year, um, coaching people in all different areas of life. Uh, and business, you know, from the ages of eighteen to sixty-five, and it was really transformational for me because you know I'm thirty-five years old, but I learned about the human experience and what goes on in the human experience, what people go through, how to get people through it, and really help guide them on those journeys. Um, so that was Tony Robbins, and then in May, this past May, I quit because I got another sign. Uh, continuing to pursue my self-discovery journey and to open up and continue going down that path. So that's when I decided to kind of take all my knowledge that I've uh, gathered on the hero's journey and uh, bringing it back to the real world, in a sense, um, and starting my own coaching business. Uh, So that's where I am right now.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, I want to unpack so much that you shared in there. And I was smiling because it's so interesting. One, I love when people go through their own transformation journeys and yours and mine is very similar in Mm -hmm. some ways. Um, So first of all, uh, what was it like? I I haven't been to a Tony Robbins event, but even seeing them or hearing them, you know, not in person, there's so much energy there. Like, what does it actually feel like to be there in person?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one word that just jumps to me is just energy. You know, it's, I was literally in an arena with eighteen thousand people, and it's really about amplifying your energy and getting in that he he says a peak state. Um, mm-hmm. And some people vibe with his energy, some people don't. But at the time of what I was going through, I needed yes. this amplification. Um, but it was euphoric, you know the first the first day we uh, walked across. You know, he had us march out at like two in the morning out of the arena barefoot and and walked across ten feet of burning hot coals. And it was really to just kind of, you know, show that fear is very present in our lives, but that if you were able to walk across 10 feet of burning hot coals, you could really push through and do anything you set your mind to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that was really amazing for me, because I remember, you know, walking through it and just letting out so much emotion just that I had trapped up inside of me. Um, so it was... Uh, definitely a recommendation if you really just want to shake yourself up a little bit to go to one of his events. (laughs)
1: Um, Definitely this notion of fear. We see that um, as coaches, of course, with clients all the time. But what were some of the things that, uh, that you released if you were able to share that day? What were some of the fears that you had in your own life that you were able to overcome through that experience and also the additional work that you said you were doing with your own coach?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, after coaching so many people, um, you know, the fear, there's a lot of fear out there, but the biggest fears are social fears. You know, the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection, the fear of disappointment, uh, the fear of making mistakes, uh, you know, the fear of I'm not enough. And a lot of that was caught up in my in my game. Um, you know, I grew up in an environment where my voice really didn't matter. So I suppressed a lot of my voice and to really go out and express myself. I had a lot of challenges. Um, so a lot of those social fears always were always coming up for me. Um, and now that's something that I really focus on now as a coach um, is really helping people be more bold in their self-expression um, because I think it's so needed in the world today. Like I, I think um Bold self expression is really the secret to happiness. You know, in my experience of coaching well over 1200 hours or so, I've seen and felt so many different people. And what I've realized is that people are really struggling to express themselves in a bold, creative way. Um, And when you look around the world, you see it you see the anxiety, you see the addiction, you see um, the social media, superficial sharing. You see the bickering, the meanness, all this. And these are all outcomes of people not growing in their ability to express themselves fully. And this was a path that I was going down where I recognized I need to make some changes in my life or I'm going to keep you know, squashing my voice or having my voice squashed.
1: Yeah. So what is your definition of self-expression?
0: My definition of self-expression is really about bold self-expression, which is really about you know having your, leading your thoughts, feelings, and ideas with your unique creative spin on it. Like really being bold, you know. Lots of people, for I'll use social media for example. Like lots of people are talking and sharing on social media, but are they really expressing? They're like, "Look at my cute dog. Look at this fun meal, or where I'm traveling." Um, but are they really expressing? Yes, but not really. Like I'm looking more at like the bold statement. So I think there's a bolder statement that could be made where you're more vulnerable and you're more raw without those fears coming up. I think a lot yeah. of people are, are kind of still hiding and are still afraid to kind of put themselves out there, which takes a lot of practice. And that's what I love doing with uh, the clients that I have is really creating that safe space to practice in a safe environment so that they so that they can express themselves because i think the environment that you're in is so important because if you don't feel safe in the environment that you're in you're not going to open up you're not going to be yourself you're not going to express yourself right. so finding the right environment and practicing it with a coach i think not i not think i know you could you could really transform your life
1: yeah yeah i agree and i i found um with my own clients too, that I think the first step is really people helping them redefine what success is. And you mentioned this initially earlier, you know, we grow up and we have some sort of goals that either we think that we've created for ourselves or really were, you know, fed to us by society, by our parents, by people in authority. You mentioned go to a good school, finish school, you know, find a partner, maybe a great job, you know, start your home. But there's a gap between some of those things, like maybe in society's norms, like, you know, buying the home, starting a family, getting married, whatever those rules are, if you grew up with them, and then retirement, there's like this gap. And I think that many times, especially, I'm not sure what the average age of your coaching client is, my mind are definitely between, you know, 35 to 55. It's this period of time where people say, Mm -hmm. okay, so now what? like I'm still young, I'm still fairly young. I still have, you know, plenty of years god willing left, but it's not quite clear what I do for the next 20 years or so. Do you find the same thing that it's kind of that's the area of time where people are struggling to d- redefine what success is?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the time people come into coaching and they're just unclear. You know, a lot of people know what they don't want, but people don't know what they actually want so by actually coming into a session with us and really giving them the power to get clear um and to really create as you speak because i think that's a fundamental piece in self-expression is creating as you speak and not trying to control everything um that's where uh transformation takes place um but yeah i could totally relate you know how how important it is to Find clarity and recognize, you know, people that are just unsure of um, what they want, where they want to go.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the other things, um, as you talk about self-expression, it reminds me that um, in working with clients, um, many times people don't necessarily place a priority on creativity or they're quick to say, I'm not creative. You know, and their mind typically goes to art or maybe music or, you know, a couple of different expressions of creativity but do you find that as well that um, creativity is not something that many of your clients um, place a priority around
0: yeah I think um, some people see yeah I would say creativity well creativity is Um, Mm self-expression but kind of going back I think what happens is in our environment when we grow up a lot of what we want to be doing gets squashed because the fear of putting our real selves out there. So then we actually push a lot of that stuff down. We, you know, all of our superpowers, essentially creativity, self-expression, you know, confidence, assertiveness, that all gets pushed down. So I think what I like doing with my clients is really helping them kind of rediscover that and bring that out so that they could use that creativity um, in a bold new way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why do you think we do that in society? Do you think that we're trying to tie creativity or behaviors, you know, to making money, to a vocation, to, you know, something that has an end game and not just allowing or maybe supporting the creative expression just for the sake of creativity and for the sake of the beauty in and of itself? Like, I think about that often.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I have this... Theory that I think um, a lot of it comes from like this industrial mindset. You know, during the Industrial Revolution, when machines were, were taking over, you know, um, our human nature was replaced by machines. Mm. And people learned that, you know, the machines were more important and we weren't able to actually use our superpowers in the world. And then the school systems took over and, you know, this hierarchy of, of, control kind of took over where we weren't allowed to really be ourselves. We weren't allowed to co-create and collaborate with other people. There's only one right and wrong answer in, in school. Um, so it kind of take, it took away, you know, our unique qualities that we have in ourselves, I think is really where it starts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. And, um, looking at young children, I, you know, I have, to adult children, but I always think if I knew as much as I knew now, when I was a young parent, I would do certain things differently and really continue to support and promote some of those things. It's really the curiosity, right? Because I think that some of the creativity and the things that young children are so good at is asking the really good questions and being very curious and wanting Things to see if it's hot or they're going to get hurt. Some of the things that we sort of stifle for safety and security reasons are actually some of the things that would make you really um, successful later on in life.
0: Yeah, and that gets squashed too. Our curiosity. You know what happened for me personally when I was younger. I always got in trouble. I was <laughs> I was always in trouble doing something. You know, just exploring, experimenting things. And I always got in trouble and I learned that it wasn't safe to like be curious, to do certain Mm -hmm. things, to express myself. And that's, those, those are, um, that's another way that showcases our our ability to kind of push stuff down in a sense, because we learn it's not safe to be our unique selves. So it's like, why, why use it then?
1: Right. So what are some of the things you like to do just to continue to, um, to explore your own curiosity and bring some of that back to sort of deprogram from some of the early conditioning that it wasn't safe? You know, what are things that work for you or maybe that you've tried with clients that has really helped with self-expression and promoting it?
0: Yeah. So, um, really, so I guess that's actually what I do as a coach you're asking.
1: Sure. Or even what's worked with you as you were on your own journey that allows you to become more self-expressive now. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah. So what I think it's really about, um, having a coach, I think you can't do this alone. Um, and it really comes down to, you know, up-leveling your beliefs, uh, removing a lot of the, the blocks that come up on the journey, you know, the social fears that I was talking about earlier. Um, And the safe space, you know, what I do as a coach is really practice with my clients through role playing so that they could build a lot of confidence with me in a safe setting so that when they go out into the real world, you know, they're bold in their relationships or as a leader or, you know, when they're creating things. Um, But it's a big challenge and undertaking as a coach. And I recognized um, this with a lot of people I've coached is living this journey and still living it is going deeper with the client. You know, everything that we do as humans is pretty surface level. So, and what ends up getting squashed gets lost in our unconscious mind. So a lot of the stuff that I do has to do with kind of exploring those emotions and feelings in the unconscious mind and practicing with them in that safe setting.
1: Um, so one of the things I know that is important to you and that I'm also a huge believer in as a yoga and meditation teacher myself is breath work. And Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit about the type of breath work that you do, how you got involved with it and how you are able to bring that into your coaching practice as well.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, it's really important to me. And as you're talking about one of the things I like to do uh, for myself, this is, the main one that I do, because it's something that you could do by yourself. Um, you could do it in a live class with other people. Um, but yeah, I'd say the breath work and coaching kind of live together for me. They're partners um, and music has always been a passion of mine. and something um, that I wanted to kind of keep moving forward with somehow. You know, I was caught up on the wrong side of it, um, but incorporating music into the breath work. So my wife and I went to Tulum two summers ago, and we went to one of these classes, and we were really inspired by one of the classes. It was a breathwork class, except it had a DJ and a guide guiding us through this journey. And I was like, whoa, like, what is this? This is pretty cool. I just had a really awesome experience. How do we get involved? And the the women told us, yeah, you got to check out this place called Soma Breathwork or Soma Breath. You know, they're doing it, and they're kind of amplifying it. So I got curious, followed my curiosity, and um, my wife and I signed up for what, like their twenty one day awakening journey, and I, like my wife had this profound, um, tr- a profound like thing happen to her where on the twenty one day awakening journey she was she had a conversation with, with, with her dead grandma about yeah. how like it, how it's like safe and how she's doing a great job and um, like it was profound. So we signed up after this to become instructors. And now this is something that we teach and incorporate in our practice. She's a yoga teacher incorporating this with her yoga clients. I'm a coach incorporating it with my coaching clients. Um, and what it is, it's um, it combines ancient pranayamic yoga techniques, which is like rhythmical breathing, mm-hmm. breath hold retention, which is like holding your breath in past your comfort zone, And then the big differentiator with them is brainwave entrainment music, which taps into like the different frequency levels uh, that we can tap into, like beta, theta, gamma, um, to really create blissful moments of kind of manifesting what we want into our life. So this has been such a, something I really fell in love with that I now do with my clients. So the coaching aspect of self-expression is about practice the breath work component of self-expression is really about you know clearing out the space with within your body because a lot of the stuff that we suppress gets caught up in our unconscious mind so we really need to kind of shake it up a little bit and that's what the breath work allows
1: yeah oh my god i'm a huge fan and um and <laughs> Do you find that, uh, do you have some clients that prefer not to do the breath work? Like, or do you feel that everyone who gravitates to you is open to everything that you bring to coaching?
0: Yeah, I'd say everyone's open to to trying it. You know, it's not just like people probably thinking, oh crap, like I don't want to shake up my unconscious mind, but you like really need to, in order to really create space to express and create as you speak. Um, but it also has a ton of other benefits, like increasing your energy, you know, better moods, um, improves your, like, your brain cognition, lowers bread pressure, helps with stress and anxiety. Um, and you could really um, reprogram your mind with this stuff uh, in a really powerful way.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, we only use about 5% of our conscious brain. So it's, uh, it's important to be able to open it Crazy. up. Crazy. Yeah, to transform, and um, and we're comfortable with that, right? When people say moving out of comfort zones, it's actually pushing past that. It's opening up, as you say, to more and 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 sort of feeling a little uncomfortable in in some of the change. Um, I find it fascinating that there's so much studies now with brain scans and about the benefits of breath work, about the benefits of meditation, about just yoga, and yet. These practices, the ancient practices of them, are over 5,000 years old. And mm. so there are civilizations who practice this way on a regular basis, had the benefits, had the sort of spiritual alignment before, and then we've forgotten so much of it. And now it's coming back. Um, suppressed. More, yeah, it's, it was suppressed. And uh, so it's interesting. But um, I'm really encouraged by people's um receptivity to some of these ancient practices even if they feel brand new to many people
0: yeah it's uh i see breath work becoming like almost the, like yoga was kind of like this at one point um but i feel like yoga is now more like mainstream um yeah. I, I feel breath work is gonna is slowly kind of bumping its way up, up there uh it's, it's gonna be at that same playing field as yoga at some point mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with the breath work too, because we are a nation and actually probably a world of poor sleepers and very, uh, a lot of people are mouth breathers. So we're not mm-hmm. even breathing properly and it's having a lot of um, um, impacts, negative impacts on us. Hopefully this will help to combat some of that, especially if people see the benefits that you mentioned in additional ones as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So um, I'm excited. I'm going to check out Soma Breath. You know, I practice pranayama breath. It's something that, you know, I incorporate in my meditation as well. But I'm very interested in um, connecting the music piece and and the part that actually trains the brain as well. So, Mm -hmm. what is a great way for people to uh, get involved in that if they're interested?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, So, I actually have um, an article that I just posted on my. LinkedIn about, um, how self-expression is the catalyst for personal growth, leadership, creativity, better relationships. So it talks about, you know, how to get into that state to really practice the self-expression. Then on the bottom piece, I also included, um, a link to one of my favorite, uh, breathwork audios that you can check out as well.
1: Okay. That's awesome. And one of the things you mentioned that I, I hear a lot too in practicing breath work, is retention of the breath beyond the place that we are comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed that if I ask people to hold their breath for like seven seconds, if I do the four, seven, eight breath or something like that, mm-hmm. that it feels very uncomfortable. Even though if you ask the majority of people and say, can you hold your breath for seven seconds? They would say, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What is that? Um, what is that about, you know, in terms of the um, us feeling uncomfortable retaining the breath? And what is the benefit when we're able to do so?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good question. Um, it comes down to like intermittent hypoxia of breathing, where you're able to kind of hold your breath past, past the comfort zone, in a sense, and it creates more CO2 in your mm-hmm. body. Um, and that when you're, holding your breath with the music, that's when you're able to really let go and feel into your body more, which a lot of people have trouble doing because most of us live in our head. So the breath really helps you get more in tune with your body awareness and having more body knowledge. Um, And that's really just the the start for people, you know, really just getting safe in their bodies. I know for me personally, um, it's still a journey. So really, I, I mean i practice this twice a day I do it right when i wake up and right before i go to bed um, and as you more and more you practice it you'd be surprised how much longer you could hold your breath but also holding the breath in the breath work is a metaphor in life in a sense mm-hmm. when we actually have to kind of push through a little bit more and it comes up a lot for a lot of things that we're doing so it really trains your mind in a sense to You know, when you wake up and you're actually doing real things in life, you know, just kind of make another step forward or hold on one more, do one more.
1: Yep. Um, So in addition to the breath work that you're doing, and it sounds like with the yoga teacher, uh, as your wife, uh, hopefully you're continuing to practice yoga, you know, what are some of the other things that you relate like to do to um, either for continued growth and development or just for maintenance of self-care? What are some of the other things, rituals or practices that uh, that you've incorporated on a regular basis?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, my morning routine is super important. I think if I start with this morning routine every day and I do absolutely nothing, I still win the day like yeah. it's, I do, I used to do so much, but now my, my wife and I just got a puppy. So it's kind of broken down into like an hour, but I do yeah. three things where it's, you know, I, I wake up, I do the breath work for 20 minutes. I get up and do some sort of movement just to get the energy uh, flowing around. I do some like prayer and, and, and gratitude. And then I go out and and walk and just get some sunlight so that the, my brain can get activated, and if I'm doing those three things um you know my my day is 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 great um and then anything personal growth um I love it and eat it up you know I'm getting more into consciousness and um exploring more of that personally and then one thing that my wife and I are actually co-creating together is like these breath sound journeys that were where I'm DJing live and she's guiding live through yoga. We actually bought like 15 or 20 headphones and everyone who signs up gets a head headset and they're guided through a sound journey from me and guided through her. And it's kind of separated into yoga and breath work. Oh my God.
1: That's amazing. Yes. So, Very interesting. So is that something that you could just do live or is that virtual as well?
0: Right now it's just live. So we've been doing a, we've only done one. Our second one is actually coming up uh, this weekend. So if anyone is in the New York, Long Island area, wants to come check it out, I would love to have you. Um, But yeah, it's it's relatively new that we're just kind of experimenting with it. And uh, it's been fun.
1: Oh my God, that's so great. And yeah, definitely we'll include all the details in the show notes for people that want to uh, to take advantage of that. So speaking of New York, uh, definitely was our second home. I used to live there and I know you live in Forest Hills. We talked about that, one of the places I love to visit in New York. So what, um, what would you say you've noticed about New York sort of post-COVID, post-pandemic? Because you've been there through the pandemic as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I would say it's changed a lot. So my wife and I actually moved back to Long Island. So we we grew up in Long Island. We lived in Queens for five years when we were both working in corporate. Um, But I'm always going in and out of the city. I'm a huge Rangers fan, so I'm I'm always Mm -hmm. traveling back and forth for games. Um, But the energy has definitely shifted a bit, I would say. Um, I don't know if it's just me changing, but I just think that my energy and New York energy isn't really – I don't know, resonating that much anymore. I, I kind of get overwhelmed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's, uh, it's still the same old New York in a sense.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was very curious just to see in terms of, uh, you know, what's changed and, and what might be different. But um, it's uh, it's been an interesting couple of years for many places, especially for places that like New York City and other big cities.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of construction, like Penn Station is getting completely cleared out and redone. And they, they added this whole other um, station for people coming in from like Jersey and all other states called mm-hmm. Moynihan Station, which is like, beautiful. It's like state of the art, um, That which is really nice. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, that place changes in like, days. yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're always something changing or building or or tearing something down
1: yeah so you've mentioned a couple of times signs and just being open and available to see them and so um is this something that you always were in tune to or do you feel like the work that you've done has now made you uh it makes your spidey senses a little bit more active
0: (laughs) yeah it's such a such a good question As as i was mentioning before that you know, I was one that really lived in my head. And, you know, going on the journey to to Tony Robbins and becoming a coach and joining Coachville and quitting Tony Robbins, those were all like inner knowing, so all like feelings that I had inside. It was like little nudges that I was like, yeah, I should probably listen to that. And I, the more and more I started listening to my intuition and stuff, that's where I found the real peace and happiness and, and joy. It's a practice for sure, but, um, really listening to that, that inner 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 knowing that that intuition has led me down some really good paths, um, on my journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that you said that I think is a huge, uh, piece of it as well is allowing. And, um, and I love the word allowing sometimes the word surrender, which is used mm-hmm. makes people very uncomfortable, but allowing seems to be gentler. So um, what would you say are the things that you do to just remind us? Cause it's very easy to just hold on tight and to resist. So what, what do you do that allows you to allow things to sort of come in and out of your life more easily?
0: Yeah. I think just being on this path and recognizing um, that life is happening for you and not to you playing, not playing the victim and as you mentioned, you know, surrender is a big, a big part of it for me. You know, I learned that if you try and control everything, that's when you start running into big challenges, right? Because as you know, control is one of the biggest delusions. Um, so really just, you know, practicing surrender and my, my meditation, you know, having a great wife to kind of co-create and bounce things off each other um, is very helpful. But uh, yeah, it's still an ongoing learning Exper- uh, experimentation for me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, the title of this podcast is live the width of your life. And it's from a Diane Ackerman quote. And I ask all my guests now curious to see what your response is. You know, what does it mean for you to live the width of your life and how are you doing that personally?
0: Yeah, that's, I love this question. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a song by seal called Crazy. And there's a line in there that he he says like, "Isn't it crazy that in a world full of people, only some want to fly?" And I was wow. like, <laughs> yeah. "Yes, right." Like, what? Like you got people copying other people's dreams. You got people not going for their dreams. You got people hiding on the sidelines. Like, I want to fly. I want to find freedom. Like, I really want to be out and make a make an impact in this world. And for me, doing that is by really stepping more into my full self expression, like really continuing to be open and curious on this path um, of self discovery and really just listening to my heart and staying out of my head you know, as I was mentioning before, I think if I just keep following my heart, you know it's going to lead me down wherever I was supposed to go from the start.
1: I love that. Thank you for sharing. So what's next personally and professionally? Anything else that we should be looking out for from you?
0: Uh, I'd say I have my hands full right now. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people that still want uh, freedom of expression. Um, on a personal level, uh, as I mentioned, my wife and I just got a new puppy, so we're super stoked about that. And That, that was definitely eye-opening in a sense. Uh, the next thing is definitely the start of family. Uh, and we're also running a mini, um, kind of experimentation next month. We're going to California to kind of see if it's a potential move, uh, just to start maybe a new adventure together. Um, but I'd say the big thing for me that I'm working on right now is it's like a side project, creating, uh, these men's groups with a few other coaches and it's tied to self-expression, but it's heavily involved with. You know, unmasking vulnerability and masculinity for men. You know, I think there's so much um, stigma around that right now for men that they can't fully express themselves. They have to be all tough and macho. You know, they need to be in control. So, you know, really creating a safe space for men to open up and really speak what's alive to them in their hearts um, and what's challenging them, um, I think is going to be powerful once we launch this.
1: Oh, I think that's beautiful. And I know both Lewis Howes and Justin Baldoni wrote books around uh, masculinity and vulnerability and sort of you know challenging some of the, the stereotypical behavior. And um, I say that's fantastic. So um, best of luck to you there. And how else can we best support you and the things that you're doing?
0: Thank you. Yeah, the that book, Lewis House book, is actually the one that inspired us to uh to do this. So yeah, it's definitely a big piece to what we're doing. Yeah. Um how you can best support me. Well, first off I wanna thank you for allowing me to be on this be a guest on your podcast. It was super fun. Um I think you're awesome. I love what you're doing, it's so inspiring. Thank um, you. and I think we need more coaches out there, uplifting and freeing humans. I think the human family is like really suffering right now. And I think the ripple effect is real. Like every person that I free, every person that you free, every person that all the other coaches are freeing are sending a ripple effect into the world. And I think we need more people doing that. I think the coaches may say stop, no more coaches, because it's a little flooded right now. But I, I see it the other, way. I think we need more People freeing each other because I believe free people, free people, and control people, control other people. Um, oh I would say for support, uh, yeah, you can follow me on LinkedIn, TikTok, or you can send me an email at at 11 at gmail.com. And as I mentioned before, I have a, a special gift for your members, a special LinkedIn article with uh, a breathwork audio that I love.
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you for sharing. We'll include everything in the show notes. And I'm with you. I think that, uh, I always say that, um, creating lanterns of light, you know, I love this image of light and, um, as we continue to to pour out love and into others, I think they're able to do the same and then we should Mm -hmm. share that more broadly in the world. So thank you for the great work you're doing. So excited that we had an opportunity to connect and we're able to co-create this podcast session today. So hopefully you will come back anxious to hear more of the great things that you are doing. And I wish you continued success always.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, this was super fun appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'd love to come back.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And if you watch today, uh, subscribe, follow us, um, and, um, and be sure to check out all the notes in the show notes. So thank you so much. Have the most amazing day. Take care. Thank you.
0: Take care. Bye bye.
1: Thank you for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you being here so much. Make sure you subscribe because every week you'll hear stories from people just like you. I hope you'll be inspired to dream again, to break out of your comfort zones, to create more joy and mindfulness and live the life that you always wanted to live. And if you enjoy today's episode, please share it with your friends and family and leave a review. It would mean so much to me. Have an amazing day.